Oh, hello everybody. Welcome back. It's Dr. Movie time again. Me driving in the vehicle, going somewhere important. Actually, just going somewhere where I need to make money, I guess. But I uh, want to take time to share another movie with you, which all of these, again, uh, for the most part, are all on Tubi, which you can check out for free. I like that aspect. I think it makes it easy for you to just, when you get done with this, open open up Tubi and check it out. And, uh, you know, I've been on this uh, Italian roll here, the, uh, the Giallo stuff. And this is what happens after Giallo, right? Because this is Italian, and it still has uh, some Giallo tropes in there. But this Joker is a straight-up slasher. That's right. This guy that's in this, our serial killer, could easily hang out with Michael Myers or, or Jason. Matter of fact, he's a little more creative than they are. So that's what makes this movie so fun. From 1987, Stage Fright. Yeah, I, I became a fan of this movie um, in the 90s. And uh, this one, I really started discovering that a lot of these Italian flicks were just kind of ahead of their time. So you got to think about 87. You know, all the biggies were hitting high notes, right? I think at this point you've even got uh, Friday the 13th Part 7 around this point, right? So, I mean, the movies are out there. And uh, one great thing about this one that we want to talk about is this is directed by uh, Michele Sove, which we just talked about in the last episode. Michele... Michelle, Sovi, Suave, all of you that are listening, and if you're correcting me right now and yelling at your device that you're listening to, congratulations. You just joined a larger level of coolness because you actually know who I'm talking about. If I've got the name right or wrong, doesn't matter. I know his work, right? Um, and this one is no slouch. But let's talk about, I mean, you talk about a cast when you're talking about Italian horror flicks. We got George Eastman in this. Legendary. The guy's in way too many movies to, to mention. Well, let's, let's just mention a couple here. Um, you're talking uh, Anthropocythus Absurd, Erotic Nights of Living Dead. He's been in some of the, the Django stuff. I mean, Baby Yaga. It's a lot. <laughs> it's really a lot. Um, and you got a lot of uh, staples that work with uh, Suave and some other stuff. Barbara uh, Capisti, uh, David Brandon. And we got the great uh, Giovanni. Let me get where I can say his name right. Giovanni Lombardo Radis. Um, wow. You want to talk about a who's who of Italian horror flicks? We're talking Cannibal Apocalypse. We're talking Cannibal Faroe, uh, House on the Edge of the Park, uh, my personal favorite, City of the Living Dead by Fulci. So yeah, we got some heavy hitters in this rare, this one. And I love this flick. I think you get your money's worth, no doubt. Uh, let's do a little synopsis here. Avant-garde actor, uh, actors, and it names off a bunch of actors here. Uh, love fighting, working a small Baltimore, Baltimore theme. I don't think this is right. I don't think this is the right uh, synopsis at all. 
seriously, I'm looking this up. Here we go. No, that's not it. Uh, well, I'll give you a synopsis. Uh, some people are putting on a stage play. They're rehearsing and trying to uh, come up with something that's going to be a, a big hit. And in the process, a local lunatic who just recently killed about 12 people has been locked up and he's escaped and found his way into the studio. That's all you need to know. It's that simple. Uh, this is Slasher 101. Everything about it is straight up what we've known to love out of our horror flicks, right? And uh, the great thing about this one, what makes them so unique, because most of our baddies of this level, and this one hides out as well too, but he really tries to end up blending in, right? So you can't tell who the killer is. Matter of fact, he knocks off one of our main characters in the story and dons their costume and it's it's amazing because they're shooting this scene it's on stage they got the music rolling they got this girl dancing and then dude stumbles out on stage with this big owl head which at first when you see it you think it's a little goofy looking but as the movie gets on this thing is creepy and it gets creepier the more blood saturated that it gets and uh but you got the director yelling well go ahead get up there strangle her kill her well what do you think he does absolutely and that's what's really different about this one this guy is really smart knows exactly what he's gonna do uh, this movie is you know every movie is known for the best whatever the best you know I don't know knife kill or machete kill right this one without a doubt without a doubt has the best pickaxe murder scene on film. It is so awesome, so top-notch. It blows my mind every time I see it. This movie makes me grin from, from you know, my smile goes from ear to ear with this movie because it's done so well. It's so outrageous, but so well done. And these kills are just over the top, but so I hate to say it, satisfying, right? Because it's just off-kilter enough. This is one of those where can art be horror, can horror be art situations, right? This is a, a very artsy film. You can tell, again, as Suave is taking what he's learned from Bava and from Argento, and you see elements of both of them in this movie. There's a lot, a lot of uh, forced perspective in this movie that's done very well. Um, so you've got all this great camera work, a lot of great work done, but then this, again, this story is straight up by the numbers slasher flick with a really awesome killer in it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he's, he's one of those that kind of refuses to die. One of those people as well. I'm, I'm not going to totally ruin it for you cause I want you to check it out, but, um, you know, obviously they were shooting for uh, the big slasher genre in America of the time. The Freddies, the Jasons, the Michaels. They were trying to create their own. And uh, it's uh, it's impressive. This, is, this has got some great stuff in it. And I, I just really enjoy it. Every time I watch it, I'm more awestruck by the way this movie is put together. So, uh, 
again, uh, Suave just really starts showing off what he can really do in this movie. And you get to see him in the movie as well. He plays one of the cops that's sitting outside. So, you know, you get this whole scenario where there's a key to the backstage and uh, nobody is to leave because they're trying to get all this together and prepared for a release date. This girl has a bad ankle and she doesn't want to tell the director because she's afraid she get fired. She sneaks out and one of her and one of her friends go out and uh, one of the stagehands, they go to the doctor so they can get her, her leg fixed. Well, thing is, is that's where our killer's hanging out at, right? They've got him locked up. Well, he gets out, gets in the back seat of their car, makes it back to the studio, and there's this whole scenario with the key, right? There's only one way in, one way out type scenario. And they have the key. They knew where it was. They went and got it. And that leads to the killer making his way into the building and wreaking havoc. One of the things that is really awesome about this movie and really disturbing at the same time is uh, I love the fact of, you know, they've got this huge reel-to-reel machine, you know, playing the music for, for the program that they're putting together. And the killer starts playing his own soundtrack. <laughs> he just finds select numbers that he really likes that's on this reel and starts playing them while he's going around hunting people to kill. I love that idea because it gives you a reason to have the music in the scene, right? And there's some awesome music in this, too. Some great 80-cent stuff going on. And um, I really like that aspect of it. And I really like, towards the end, and you Conan the Barbarian movie fans will know exactly what I'm talking about, but we've got one survivor left, and she's watching what's going on, and our killer is taking all the bodies and body parts and is taking them on stage, and he's making a display, right? Almost like a piece of art, right? Because he's taking feathers and sprinkling them here on this decapitated head. I mean, it's just like, it's insane. And then he sits in this chair like it's his throne with an axe at his side, petting a cat in his lap that's named Lucifer. And the music is playing, and it's just like the last scene of Conan where he's sitting there in his throne reflecting on everything he has conquered and everything he's accomplished. And that's exactly what you're seeing here. And wow, it just really stands out. Uh, can't say enough about this one. Highly recommend it. Like I said, it's on Tubi. You need to check this one out. Do not delay. Uh, it's all in English, so there's not any you know subtitles or anything like that. This is straight up you know, English. So you can check it out. And uh, it's a brilliant film. Should be talked about a whole lot more. And I'm hoping that the more people I get to check it out, the better off it'll be. And, um, you know, I know that people tend to stay away from movies that they just haven't heard of. Or they just see it and they go, ah, it looks like it might not be any good. Trust me. This one this one delivers the goods. There's some, some really, really great, you know, kill effects in this one. So, uh, like I said, I, I put this up there with a lot of the slashers. Matter of fact, better than a lot of the slashers that came out at the time. So, for me, this is a, it's a 4 out of 5, easily. Could be a 5 out of 5. I don't know that I'm in that much in love with it, but it's definitely an awesome flick. So, do yourself a favor. Go to Tubi. 
check out Stage Fright. Let me know what you think about it. And, uh, you know, if you've got ideas for other stuff you want uh, covered, let me know. Be glad to do it. All right, folks, that's it for me. Till next time, we will, as you know, check you later.